We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show within the show. You can always get this show by downloading it at iTunes. Simply search Permission Granted or find it under the normal DA show iTunes feed. Also available at daoncbs.com. Now, Mraz joins me. Last week, you were lamenting your potential trip to Tampa Bay to go see the Giants at 0-2, hoping that they would be 1-2. Instead, they are 0-3. UJ Bourbon, your family, including Papa and Mama Mraz, and a couple of your friends from high school are all going down there to support an 0-3 Giants team. Was there any discussion Sunday about canceling the trip? No, because there's so much money invested, but the trip uh, focus and mindset has changed, and this is the way it has been spun. We are going on vacation to Tampa for four nights. The Giants happen to be in town. We'll go check them out on Sunday. Because where else would you rather be than Tampa in September? (laughs) Exactly. There will be some beach and pool time because it will be 100 degrees. You know, enjoy some drinky drinks and just get away from town for a couple days. Oh, and look, the Giants are in town Sunday. Oh, we have tickets. Okay, let's go see them. Whatever happens, happens. And then if there's ever a turnaround in the season, we could say we were there when it was turned around. Okay. Um, it's all over a Giants trip. It's just a trip trip, and the Giants happen to be there. How is Berman handling this? Sometimes he can be glass half empty guy. He has come up with an idea that he believes me and him should wear paper bags over our heads. Okay. And just in our Giants gear and have paper bags over our heads. And he thinks uh, it will send the message to management when we were on TV that we are fed up with this nonsense with the Giants. Might be hard to find you. You're going to be up in the upper tank, right? Yeah, I think we're in row U. So, so going to be tough to find <laughs> you in those with the cameras. I don't cameras. think the Fox cameras are going to find us. You could do something. Are you going to tailgate? Oh, yeah. So who's no, we better to... be tailgating. Otherwise, why go? Who is going to be your driver then? Uber. You're going to tailgate with an Uber guy? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. My uh, my cousins and stuff are driving from the other coast of Florida with their cars. We are Ubering from the hotels to meet them at their cars. So your best bet, if you want to go viral or get some attention, is to wear those paper bags while tailgating. Mm-hmm. Okay? Take pictures of yourself and video of yourself and start tweeting it before the game. Right. So that there's some attention on you before the game, before you go in there. And then maybe Create some minor buzz. Yeah, then maybe the producers will be looking for you as you go through the turnstiles and then make your way around lower concourse, like go over to the pirate ship. Because I'm ah, sure yes. there's going to be cameras over there. And then they'll they'll be able to get a shot of you and then maybe use it later on in the broadcast. How self serving that you and I just discovered a way to get more attention on me. 
Well, look, this is how I built my career. So fishing for attention. Do you think bags is a cool idea or a dumb idea played out or not? Well, it's better than burning a jersey. I would agree with that, which was your Trash Tuesday. Although, I'll be honest, tra- burning a jersey is now the easiest way to get attention because, like, the dopey cable news will pick it up because it seems like, oh, my God, sports fans are revolting. Meantime, we all know it's three bozos that are looking for that attention. Right, that want, you know, Bleacher Report to tweet out the video of them doing it. That's exactly right. So if you want that, if you really want attention, that's the easiest road. Burning a jersey is now the easiest road. It's become so cliche it's the easiest road. However, I think Bag of the Head is cool because it's classic. Bag of the Head goes back to the 70s, maybe the 60s. You know, the New Orleans Saints were the aints for the entire 70s, and they, I think, began the the bags of the head. So I, I like that it's a throwback. And if you wear a bag on your head, do you write something on top of the bag, like 0-3, oh, yes. Fire McAdoo? Yeah, yeah. I've had it. Because you, you got to cut out the eyes. Right. I don't so you know, can see the game. I don't know if you cut out the mouth. No, I think I could drink my beer underneath the bag. <laughs> it's a big, spacious but, thing. Yeah, I mean... So you got to write something like 0-3, oh, woe is us, Fire McAdoo. Right. Big blues, big blue sadness. So now we're just doing the watch DA slugs yeah, now, now on the doing, paper bags. Totally doing puns. Yeah, but I, I think you get some attention on that. It's too bad you're not sitting lower level. Then you definitely get on camera. Yeah, and, and now I probably could afford the lower level tickets since both teams stink. So that's that's good. One and two versus 0 oh and three. Yeah, not looking pretty on either side. We have a combined one win heading into week four. You know, one thing that I never noticed about the Tampa Bay Stadium is not only the, um, obviously we all know about the pirate ship, and I've been there for a USF game. Syracuse played at USF South Florida. I don't. Oh, and I've been to a Buccaneers game too. So I went to Panthers-Buccaneers 2 Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was, 2 was, or maybe I went in 3 after their Super Bowl year. So they were still good. They were very good. That was the Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Warwick Dunn. They were very, very good. And so tickets were very tough to get, very expensive. So I sat in the upper tank as well. My girlfriend and I at the time sat up there. And I walked around the concourse and saw the pirate ship. I don't know if this is new. Now they've planted Mm -hmm. palm trees in the stadium. And I only noticed this last Friday night or Thursday night when USF played Temple. Interesting. You know what? That's nice. It gives you that Florida feel. Yeah, I like it. So if you go down there, check out the palm trees. I mean, maybe they've always been there and I missed it, but I think there's new palm trees in there. I will certainly, certainly check it out. I'm excited. I'm excited to go. Maybe we'll see Art Garfunkel there. Maybe he's down in Tampa. That would be good. When I worked down in Fort Myers, it was only two hours, maybe an hour 45 to Tampa. So I used to go there for um, Rays games or Bucks games or what have you. Um, I went, the NCAA tournament was there. I never went to go see a lightning game, but... I went to Leroy Selman's barbecue. Now, Leroy Selman is an Mm. NFL Hall of Famer. He was the number one draft pick overall by the Buccaneers, first ever for their franchise. And it was very good. It was like kind of Southern home style. I don't know if that's still there. I should look that up. But that was a great, that could be a great hit and great TV selection. Ooh, okay. See, that's the thing. I'm, we're kind of flying blind as to where to go. Like, we have an idea for Friday during the day, we're doing the beach. Friday night, we come back. And we're looking into some uh, Tampa Bay alumni bars for some SEC schools on Saturday that we're mm-hmm, going to hit up. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I need some good eating. You yep. know what I mean? We had that crab, uh, the crab place that a caller recommended. I think I'm going to go to Thursday night for dinner. Crabby Jim's, I believe. Yeah, and I looked at. I have it saved in my phone. I'm going to go there and then check out little Thursday night football as well. Okay, so Leroy Selman's is still in business, and there's three of them. But one's the only one in the Tampa area, South Tampa. So check that out. Okay. 
Okay, so um, so I hope you guys come back with a victory just for your Saturday's sake and for your, your Papa Mraz. Uh, it's almost like if they win, it's going to be great, and we're going to fool ourselves into thinking they've survived the season. If they lose, we're just going to laugh about it because we expect to lose anyway. Right. So it's actually become a, a nice scenario. Okay, all right. Where, where there shouldn't be much stress involved. There's no storms or hurricanes coming through, is there? No, but it does look like Sunday will be rainy, but I'm not that worried about because it, it rains every day in Florida. So It does, but... Let's hope it's not hurricane rains. Well, if it is, that would just be the luck of the season. At that point, you well, end then, football but, season entirely. Then it's a little dangerous. You're up in the upper deck. I don't care. I'll sit out there, blow the bag off my face. You don't mind being in the middle of a hurricane? I don't. Absolutely not. <laughs> let me sit out there and the, let the rain and wind whip me around. The Giants have whipped me around enough for three weeks. I don't care. I'm down there. I'm watching the game. All right. Uh, second part of this is that you. we just announced on the show that you were – um, given a, a little job opportunity to be the PA announcer at your high school, your alma mater. Right. West Babylon High, a.k.a. West Bab. Yes. They are the home of the Eagles. Right. And so homecoming is next week, next Saturday, and you just got a text message from the coach, and he said, would you be interested? Yeah, and he said they've, they've been looking for a new PA guy. I guess some – And I What went, happened to the old guy? I was there two weeks ago, and the guy I've heard for years was doing the game. I, w- I went by for a half to watch a little of the game, and I don't know. Something has happened the last couple of weeks. I've been, I believe they're on a two-game roadie right now, so they had some time. Is that right? To, uh, to find a new PA guy. But, yes, uh, you know, they figured uh, I know a microphone, so I should be able to put two and two together as opposed to having, you know – Joe Schmo, the technology teacher, step in and do it. So I'm ready for the challenge. I've never done PA in my life. I guess occasionally I've done it in my head while doing my own flag football games. But mm-hmm. now's my time to shine. So that would be October the 7th. Yes. And that's going to be Saturday? Saturday, 2 p.m. kick. I have to get the opponent, West Babylon Homecoming, which also is a PA guy. I think because a homecoming is a lot more um, theatrics surrounding the game. I'm sure there's more at halftime. Pomp and, and circumstance. Pre-game and all that. So there's going to be a homecoming king and queen. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot I'm going to have to rip through as opposed to just the normal in-game stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whole halftime presentation I'm going to, you know, oversee. Yeah. Now, Bill, when you... Big s- duties. When you say they're undefeated, they're 3-0. and Right. I've got the schedule in front of me. Oh. <laughs> they beat East Islip. 20 to 13 opening night. Right. I was at the Hop Hog game week two. Okay. Week two, they they did. They beat Hop Hog. They trashed them 42 nothing. Was out of there at halftime. It was 35 nothing. Week three, this past weekend, at Sayville, shootout 41 35. Might two, as well be a Big 12 game. Two best teams in the division. Now they're 3 0. They get at Islip this weekend or this Friday night. Cakewalk. So why is homecoming not a Friday night and why is it a Saturday afternoon? It's all West Babylon tradition. Always a Saturday afternoon. Okay. Always. Okay. It's, it's like a tradition Cle- like no other. Clemson touching the rock. <laughs> right. You just know. You just know. West Bab is a homecoming on a Saturday. On a Saturday. You save the Friday nights for the other games. Friday nights are always a big deal anyway. Saturday, you get more people in at 2 o'clock for a homecoming. West Babylon on CBS. It's <laughs> always the two, 2.30 window on Saturday. Uh, one. <laughs> you guys are getting Kings Park. Ooh, okay. What does that mean to you? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I've lived in West, uh, West Babylon or Long Island my whole life. I've never heard of Kings Park being never a football heard of power. So, no, I've heard of the town. There's a psychiatric center we used to sneak into there. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. One time we had a hobo chase us out. It was ugly. <laughs> wow. We Yes. What would you see in a psychiatric ward? So there was a psychiatric center that closed down years ago because they were like illegally testing on people that were in there and Whoa. like i think a bunch of people died it was like a pretty big case i believe like i might have even been like 60 minutes or somebody did like a whole documentary on it in the wow. 90s 
and it closed down, and they never really did anything with it. So, like, the fences were tied. So it became, like, a thing when we were in high school. We were seniors in high school. You know, you got to go break into the psychiatric center, walk around. It was supposed to be scary and spooky because at this point everything was dark and breaking down and everything. So we went, and I was petrified. Didn't want to do it. First of all, I was fat. I couldn't hop a fence. By the time I hopped the fence, I ripped my jeans. Oh, my. I'll never forget. It was that we went on a Sunday night. The Yankees were playing the Mets, Jason Giambi Homer, because I caught that after. And we get in there, and we're, we're going through the whole thing, and we got flashlights, and we don't even know what we're looking for. The whole deal was I think you wanted to make it to the morgue. You know, so, like, you tried to look up the blueprints, I guess, on the internet at the time. Wow. And we, we couldn't find the morgue, but we ended up in, like, some cafeteria where a hobo was sleeping. I guess these, you know, the bums went and, you know, found a little place. It must have been so creepy in it there. It was freaky, and we didn't expect to see anybody. So you're not realizing what's going on. You're like, oh, my God, is this, you know, is this a zombie? What's going on? And this hobo went nuts, started throwing bottles at us, chasing us out, and we booked it out of the property. I, I kid you not, I cried in front of my friends that night. I wanted no part of it because I didn't want to go to begin with. I don't like that kind of stuff. And we got chased out. And then, of course, I'm the last one to try to get over the fence as the hobo's coming. Luckily, I had enough juice in my legs. I just got over. We sped out of there, and we were gone. Haven't been to King's Park since. What would have happened had the hobo gotten you? I don't know. Maybe I would have been eaten. I don't, I don't know. It's a hobo. It was a hobo that wasn't happy we were in his home. <laughs> An unhappy hobo. I don't know. Like, see, that's a tough fence to hop. So for that hobo on, uh, who would have to be famished as far as water and food goes, to keep hopping over that fence to go hunting for whatever food he wanted to hunt for had to be something else. But I guess he was probably just in there for shelter, for sleep and stuff. But I had almost forgotten about that. Now, we're dating that back. That was 2004 or five. So we're looking 12, 13 years now. I hope the hobo is doing okay now, and I, I want to send my best to him and tell him we didn't wish any harm. Assuming he has a phone to listen to this podcast. Wow, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he's downloaded the podcast. <laughs> wow. That you never is, know what a PGP is going to take you. a lot to digest. So, well, we'll talk more about this next week because you've got to kind of get down your calls and mm-hmm. your uh, your pacing. But um, yeah, and it's that's, exciting. It's exciting. I just have to find the right balance of what voice I use. You know, do I just go standard? Do I try to a little the Bob Shepard imitation? But that yeah. might be stealing. And I just have to make sure I don't like because I in just doing that stuff on the air on Tuesday's show, already my throat was getting scratchy. So I mm. gotta make sure I have three hours there. Mm. I mean, I'm ripping off homecoming king and queen candidates and talking about who's making tackles. I need my juice. You need your juice. Fourth quarter, if that's a shootout like the Saville game, I, I gotta be there. The West Babylon Eagles take on the Kings Park Hobos. Come <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks from now. Uh, and then the final part is Art Garfunkel interview on Friday. By now, I think all of our listeners uh, are pretty well up to date on it. On Friday, he joined us. He couldn't hear very well. He was unhappy about my question regarding music and math. He said he would be open to talking about Paul Simon and his breakup. I asked him about it. He hated it. He's cursed at me. He said it was low journalism. He mo- mo- moaned, come on. Then he said he didn't know the phone number of his cell phone. He said he texts all the time but doesn't have a phone number. I said that's electronically impossible. Right. Didn't seem to grasp what an email was. Then hung up on me at the end. Um, How did we get connected? Everybody's been asking me to Art Garfunkel. Okay, so in doing this job as a producer, as we peel back the curtain here on PGP, Mm. there are several uh, publicists in the entertainment industry that I deal with on a frequent basis that happen to know our new time slot that I might have dealt with in the old time slot or might have been passed over to me by Tiki and Tierney's producer who dealt with guests in this time slot. Okay. One of them genuinely has pretty good sports guests, and there have been Hmm. some. I can't put my finger on exactly who we've had on 
and it's probably best I don't rip off what guests we've had on based on Art Garfunkel, but a very reliable publicist firm emailed me, hey, we're doing an hour tour with Art Garfunkel. Any interest happens to be in your time slot. And I looked up, and I, without asking you, because you didn't even know until the morning we walked in, I said, Art Garfunkel, Simon and Garfunkel? With the mothership, with the little P Funk too. There's a music I know it's two totally different realms of music. I figured we could have some fun on a Friday. And this was after I'd already booked Austin Stowell and an actor in studio. But I figured if any show could be quirky and funny and sell Art Garfunkel to a sports audience, it would be us, damn it. So I took it and ran with it. And when I sent out the email an hour before the show, because you had only known about two of the guests and you saw Art Garfunkel on the guest list, you quickly texted me, Art Garfunkel question mark? And I said, hey, uh, you know, let's let it rip. Let's have some fun. You said, okay, I'm cool with that. Just didn't see it coming. I'm always cool with that. It was a little awkward because it was a football Friday. Right. And so we're talking about Art Garfunkel's folk music from the 60s and 70s. But again, if any show could do it, it's us. three of the NFL. I agree. So it it is funny because it we got what was coming to us by right. booking a weird 1960s musician that is known for being a whack job. On a football Friday. I would argue, ironically, I think that was the best thing that could have come of that interview. Yeah, I would agree. You know, yeah. do we need Art being so friendly and then we're just pumping the memoir? Or do we need a little diciness there? With yeah, you need a little edge. Now, is did the publicist ever get back to you? Like, Art's very unhappy with the questions? No, but again, like I mentioned on the air on Tuesday, it seemed like Art was having a little bumpy road early <laughs> in that tour. Not happy with somebody getting the memoir wrong. So it seemed like they probably had a lit... If I had to guess, that tour and a lot of times what will happen is they'll go on various radio stations throughout the country that tour i bet you had four or five problems and i think if you're a publicist and you're good at your job you look at these problems that maybe your person dealing with had and you go you know what if it's four or five problems maybe it's the guy that we're putting out there that's the problem and not necessarily all these radio stations that they've dealt with before with other guests and never had a problem would be my assumption so you think they're gonna know that it's there was arts Art's fault. Right. I thought about this. I said, do I email them and apologize? And I said, you know what? No. Let me just see how it goes because usually I get at least something once a month, if not twice a month from them. And if I haven't heard from them in a month and a half, then I will re-reach out and just, you know, rediscuss our contacts. And just be like, hey, what'd you think about the Art Garfunkel interview? Well, just be, you know, hey, have you had anything new come up recently? See what their response is. You know what I mean? Feel it out back and forth. And then if they come back at me with, well, last time we had Art Garfunkel, well, then I have my in and I'll pretend like I didn't expect <laughs> anything was really the matter. Oh, really? I didn't think it was that bad. I, you know, sell it that way. Oh, that I have a whole great. scheme in my head. If you want to hear Art curse at me and uh, hang up the phone on me, and go, come on. Then you can check it out on our iTunes, this iTunes feed if it's on the DA show feed. That's Friday, the final hour of the show. And then also um, in video form at watchda.com, just pull down the screen and, and under the, the main screen where you would watch uh, the, the, the broadcast, you'll see the interviews that are archived. And it's so funny because he is just so annoyed at Everything that I ask him, oh. everything. And um, did the old people in your life react? Because my mother, my neighbor, it was like, I, it was as if this interview was on CNN. Like they had all come. <laughs> what the, what did DA do to Art Garfunkel? Like I got a lot of that. Like DA didn't do anything to Art Garfunkel. Art Garfunkel was a, all of a sudden you don't care when we have Bill Cowher on, but Art Garfunkel is a situation I got to get asked a million times by people. Emmett Smith, nobody cares. Art Garfunkel hangs up. Biggest thing ever. Biggest thing ever. It's amazing how many older people in my life care about Art Garfunkel. 
Yeah, and why? He hasn't put out a meaningful record in 30 years? And my dad will turn off Mrs. Robinson to get the new Katy Perry on. Now suddenly he cares about Art Garfunkel? <laughs> what are the odds? It's got to be a 12DA, right? Oh, it's been saved now in the system today. Yeah, I mean, between the Giants right and the Ark Arfunkel, we had two now new candidates to 12 DAs. I looked at the folder, by the way, because of our transition of starting the year in a different time slot than this year, we have the most candidates to date that we've ever had to get into a 12 DA. Oh, interesting. I bet you we've forgotten about a ton, and we're only in the end of September here, so we still have two more months to get candidates. Mm. So it's going to be a it's gonna be tough pickings here for the 12 DAs, and we got to make sure we're not biased against moments that happen early in the year. Right. The one thing I loved about the Art Garfunkel interview is that if you're listening on the radio, we have to have a dump button so that if you curse like Art did, then we have to dump it. He used the SH. I'm not interested in talking about that bleep. But if you were watching the web stream, there is no delay. Anything can go on the internet. It flew. So the best thing about watching on the internet is if we ever have a curse word or whatever anybody says, there is no dump. You are getting the most raw version of it. It's insanity. So it's really reality TV. You got to be all in. Yeah. It's like it's on HBO. You got to watch watchda.com. It's the best way to go. Even if you're just on your phone, pop it on and then put your headphones on so you're not actually literally watching it. If a caller says something, if I say something, if a guest says something that's offensive that gets dumped, you get to hear whatever they say. Raw and uncut at watchda. Yeah. So there you go. That is side A. What's coming up on side B? The body. Side B with the body who, again, just is putting forth an all-star campaign here in his first year on the DA show. Uh, he was very psyched post-show on Tuesday that you gave him a compliment in-show. We're going to discuss him. Plus, I think it's going to be time for the body as he teaches at St. John's University. He's mm-hmm. told me behind the scenes, every kid in this class is failing and not good. Mm. And we have to ask, is it on him as a teacher? <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have him eventually here, maybe even on Sunday, give me one of his quizzes because he thinks any idiot could pass him and nobody's passing his quizzes. Okay. All right. That's all good. That's all on side B. Coming up next. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show, and joined and privileged and honored to be with the body, Pete Bellotti, back on Side B. Peter. Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's a McDonald's commercial. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, a couple quick house cleaning notes here before we get into uh, what I had just teased on side B. Number one, this freaking construction, uh, which has been documented now, it's got to be like seven PGPs Enough. here, which uh, is like seven weeks. It doesn't end. Enough. We're, we're putting up a couple walls. All right? Enough. It's right? like they're building the Taj Mahal yeah. in here. This construction crew is taking forever to do whatever they're doing to our old newsroom building offices. It doesn't end, Pete. Bad enough we're spilling gasoline meso- and t- taking in mesothelioma. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a whole spool of wires that were near me yesterday. I almost cracked my neck on the, on the floor because the, these wi- oh, the what? guy says, oh, uh, these wires are just going to be behind you. It's a whole roll of wires, and I couldn't get out. I was trapped. <laughs> Pete, what are you, my Aunt Barbara? You almost cracked your neck. Who cracks their neck tripping over wires anymore? Broke my neck. Broken. It's all, you know. Cracked my head. Yeah. What, <laughs> but still, it's such an Same old thing. saying. But yeah, so if you follow the PGP and listen to our heartless complaining, that doesn't affect your life at all. Ridiculous. This construction is still going on. And I have to attribute to, I think it's these damn union jobs in this country where they're, these guys, to their credit, are afraid of getting laid off. 
and they're you know prolonging a project that doesn't have to be prolonged until they know there's something else to jump to after. Uh, that's a fair point. Uh, also, I don't know if you notice this, and I should take a picture of this and put it on my Instagram. They they post it, they put up a wall that's crooked. It's cement <laughs> and sheetrock, and hope, it's crooked. I hope that's something else is happening with that wall. <laughs> it's truly unbelievable. Okay, number two. If you listen to CBS Sports Radio long enough, particularly the Jim Rome show on uh, Tiki and Tierney uh, back in the day, the Doug Gottlieb show, you're familiar with Rich Ackerman. Ugh. Ack, as we like to call him, is an update anchor here at CBS Sports Radio. Does usually the daytimes when and and is a host of uh, Eye on College Football and Eye on Football. I guess Eye on the NFL is that yeah, Eye on I, Football. Eye on Eye on College Football and Eye on Football. Um, and uh, James Ward loves those shows. James Ward loves those shows. He hosts those on the weekends. When he does that, he gets a couple extra days off during the week, and then Jay Berman slides in. Yada, 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 yada. That's the reason Jay Berman's usually here. The reason I bring this up is Ack is very quirky. Ack is in his own world sometimes, okay? And he came in today as I am running out to use the potty during break of the DA show. That's what they call it now, the potty. And Pete, tell me if you think this is creepy for anybody to say to you, let alone Ack. goes... Marash, come here. I got to tell you something. And you never know. When you preface with I got to tell you something, how about you just tell Bad me? Bad news, yeah. Well, just tell me. Don't right. say you got to tell me yeah, something. Stop with the preamble. Let's, go. <laughs> Let's get to it. Especially in radio where I got five minutes to use the bathroom, get in, get back, and get into the show. He goes, I, uh, I had a dream about you last night. Okay, great. Yeah, and you're dreaming about me. He goes, so now you're thinking, first of all, I get that people want to tell you if you've been in their dreams. I guess. I, I always find that a little weird because... A dr- <laughs> uh, look, I'll tell you right now, I have no... Hold well, on, you just said, I don't. <laughs> I have no desire to hear about anybody's dreams, <laughs> except my family and my girlfriends. Okay, but we're go- I wouldn't it. even care about my family's dreams. Right. Unless it's something wacky, like a spaceship came well, down that, from... Out- that's the only time it comes up. So I believe a scientific study in dreams will tell you that a dream is some kind of convoluted uh, combination of everything you had thought about in that day before you went to sleep. Mm -hmm. So, like, there could be, like, wacky things that, like, all added up together in your brain. It's like a melting pot. I'm pretty sure that's kind of what a dream is. Right. Um, And they could can have scary dreams. You could have good, you know, we don't know how they happen. But anyway, Ak has this dream and goes, yeah, me, you, and the missus, meaning my wife, are uh, driving to vacation together for the weekend. Now, this isn't act with some girl because heaven forbid. <laughs> this is us three. He tried that on an actual TV show and he right. couldn't have that happen. <laughs> right, act was on what Regis and Kelly. Regis and Kelly. And he was uh, they were trying to get him a date. Didn't happen. Anyway, we're driving. He goes, we're driving to some lodge, and he goes, I fall asleep and I realize I forgot my sunglasses. And then I told you to turn around or I would go back, but it was like three hours away. We already were, so I was without sunglasses. He goes, then we get to the lodge and you bring me to a place that doesn't have any TV or internet. How am I supposed to watch Seinfeld before bed? And he tell this is the point of the dream. So now, mind you, tick tock, tick tock, because I'm trying to get back in <laughs> to, for the show to continue in the One next segment. Remaining. And I'm staring at him. He goes, he goes, can you believe that dream? Okay, now let's break this down a couple things. Number one, your story went nowhere. Okay. Well, first off, that you're in his dream. Okay. Well, all right. Is that where we want to start? Let's start Number there. one, I'm in your dream. Why are you dreaming about me? <laughs> right. So that means you're thinking about me yes. at some point during the day, right? That's if right. a dream is. Number two, why is my wife involved in your dream? That I mean, means you're thinking about my wife right. at some point, which he's only met once. And let's, let's only hope Number we... three, why would you think we would ever vacation together? Or why would your mind melt that together? I mean, I don't think Axe taken a vacation since 1983. I, 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 think, I think it was thinking about your wife. Oh, God, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. And then 
Okay, so now that's... Oh, I guess the question I would ask you, Pete, is <laughs> is, it, is that creepy? Is it creepy that you're thinking about no, vacationing just the three of us, not, me and my wife? Not creepy at all. I would, I, you know, normally guys that are in their 50s are thinking about your wife and your your family <laughs> and going on vacation with you to a lodge. That, that normally happens. <laughs> I, I sense the sarcasm. Okay, so now we've established that it's obviously creepy. Did he do the right thing in telling me or is that something you just don't present to somebody? Uh... I get, I, if you're going to present it, you got to present it in a better way. Okay, well, here's the other issue I have with the presenting of it. He presented as if the weirdest part of the dream was that he forgot his sunglasses and that, I would, book a and that I would book a room with no TV or internet. And we were all sharing a room. Right. I, I would say the weirdest part of the dream would be I'm dreaming about you and your right. wife. So the thing I replied to Act was, well, I guess that's a dream for you, Act. That sounds like a freaking nightmare for me. <laughs> okay. Is. I mean, oh, so Act's got to be, Is it, it's creepy, right? Bottom line, it's creepy. Creepy. And... Not good coworker etiquette to tell me you're dreaming about me and my wife going away with us, right. and think that I'm gonna laugh that we had no internet or TV in the dream, <laughs> or staying at a. I mean, dream of an ice cream cone made of Oreos, or, okay, or, or an ice cream cone marathon, right? Where you're where you're where you're running and ice cream cones are coming right at you. Or how about uh, you know, give me Anna Kendrick naked or something, you know? I'll take that. I'll take that too. That would be the dream. <laughs> All right, now Pete. Back to what we teased. Thank you for enduring me. You are a professor. We have documents. You are really waving a stick around at the university. Yes. However, as me and DA just briefly discussed, seems to be students are struggling with your class. And I believe we talked about this on the PGP. This is a whole first of all. First you want to clarify anything? Am I, I, am I wrong? They're not struggling with the class. The class just started. First of all. <laughs> second of How all. How many weeks in? This, we're in this, uh, this week was four. So okay. we're a month, about a month in. All right. So, but so far you've taken quizzes or tests and the kids We've have not done well. taken two quizzes. And they've not done well. No, now, they didn't do well in the first one because they got the notion. Well, generally they. They gen think your class is a cupcake they, and it's not. I'll say the grade was low. Okay. The average was low. But, gen but, but that's because students were, first, they didn't have the book, which was not an excuse. Okay. And second of all, they thought it was one of those classes where you didn't need the book. So they didn't read. And you want kids to read? I want them to read. That's their base. All right. So Pete is obviously a, a big teacher. So the point of this is, though, and we have discussed this behind the scenes while we're doing the show, Pete and I will converse about life. And a lot of what's been on Pete's mind is his teaching. You know, he wants to do a good job and all of this. So he'll ask me questions. He think I'm being too hard on the kids. This, that, the other thing. So we have come up with this premise here. And as something we've done on the show where I've taken, you know, geography you know, quizzes. I am now worked in radio for seven years or so. I am 30 years old. I don't plan on ever going back to college because I have no interest in taking classes. Pete is going to present me and see if I could pass one of his quizzes. And if I could pass one of his quizzes, then these kids are not doing their job because we know I'm a moron. <laughs> if I can't pass the test, then quite frankly, Pete has to rethink the way he's teaching. Is that fair? I don't have to rethink the way I'm teaching. I think that the the first quiz was going to be hard off the bat. The second quiz they did very well in. So am I getting the first one or the second one? This is the one? first one. The first one, the one they did poorly on, you're oh, about to give me. The average was low on. Let's strike up the music. All right, hit the music. Here we go. Uh, I like that music. All right. I love that game show. <laughs> All right. Let's start with question number one. Are we going multiple choice? Multiple choice. All right, here we go. Who would you associate William Preece with? P-R-E-E-C-E. -E -E. Okay. Spelling's going to do me nothing okay. here, but go on. Choices. Hertz, Popov, Martindale, Marconi. I'll go Martindale. 
That is wrong. All right, 0 for 1. And Martindale is a game show host. Oh. <laughs> Who's Priest? <laughs> the, the Priest? I didn't say Priest. Oh, 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 that's... It's Marconi. Marconi uh, start, got to start with a guy named William Priest. Okay. In England. And by the way, we should say the name of the class is Business of Radio. Business of Radio. So okay. This is like the introduction. This is like the like that basic quiz. history of radio. History, right, right. Okay, so I am in radio. You're giving me a quiz on basically the history of radio, and right. I'm 0 for 1. Okay. Right. How many? Let's do how many? 10? I'll got? give you 10. All right, let's go. I'll give you 10. You know, give me 5. Give me 5. Give me okay. 5. Let's go. All right, what type of waves in the... Uh, well, let me, let me say that again. What type of waves are the international standard in radio broadcasting? Okay. Mertzian. Hertzian. Neon. Mega. I'll go Hertzian. That's correct. Yes. Yes. That is okay. Hertzian is the radio waves. I guess the audio is measured at. Yes. All right. I think I know that. And the only reason I know that, and I don't think these kids would know this, because I usually see HZ at the end of some audio I save, and I, that's where I put that together. Exactly. How about that? That's what it is. Okay. Great. I mean, like that. I'm paying attention to my work. Uh, what percentage of American cars have radio? This is according to the textbook, but uh, here are the choices: 90, 95, 98, 100. 100. That's wrong. But there's cars without radio? 95%. That's according to the book. I see. I think that's... How do you sell a car without a radio? Those 5%. I don't know. I think people may take it out. Oh, that's stupid. What are you doing? Listening to books on tape the whole time? Get a life. So now I'm one one for three. Yeah, that's right. Exactly what we need. One for three. All right. All right. Here's another one. Which company did not form the National Broadcasting Company, otherwise known as NBC? NBC, The Peacock. General General Electric, Westinghouse... RCA, Sony. RCA. That's wrong. It's Sony. Wait, it did not form? Did not form. So three companies formed NBC? Yep. And just think, RCA was a part of NBC? Yeah, I thought the question was GE which one was did. Of, no. Did. All right, all right, so I'll give you another one. All right. That all right. one doesn't count. All right, so that was the, four, that was the fourth one. Okay. So I'm uh, one so, for three. One for three. Okay, here's another one. In 1985, GE bought which broadcasting company? A, ABC, B, NBC, C, CBS, D, Cumulus. GE, General Electric. Right. I will say based on that other question that doesn't count, NBC. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm two for four. Two for four. So forgive me five, I pass with this question here. Yes. All right. Okay. Think. Think. Arthur Judson's ambition led to the eventual formation of what broadcasting company? Jet, like from Meet the Jetsons? Judson. Judson? Yes. Okay. Not Jetson. I thought this was J-U-D-S-O-N. a cartoon question. Uh, a, ABC, B, NBC, C, CBS, D, Cumulus. Uh, CBS. That's correct. Oh, I passed! <laughs> P! You see? That my quiz is not hard. Pete, I could pass your your class. Right. I could go back to school. Right. I just think people need to realize that you have to read the book. So if I, me, an idiot, can pass your quiz, then there's no reason these kids in college exactly. who have the textbook shouldn't pass. Exactly. Pete, we proved you're a damn good teacher today. You're damn right. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the week here right. on the PGP. How about that? You can follow uh, you know Professor Pete at CBS PGP. You can follow me at Mraz CBS. Take care, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.